Welcome back to Destiny Takes Flight, a Wings of Fire podcast where we will be discussing Wings of Fire, a well-known series that I think is the best series ever written. If you have not read it, please do. If you have not read all the books up to book 15, then there will be spoilers. There will also be episodes called Dark Light Speaks that can be about anything that generally border Captain Star Wars. Today's top headline is Mutiny and Mayhem in Russia Viewed as a Boon for Ukraine. Today I'll be reading my fan fiction. This week's story features vast armadas disappearing, smug nightwings being killed, and the start of an alliance that might change the scales of destiny in our characters' favor. Let's get right into it. Chapters 10 to 20. Requiem in 10 parts. 1. It begins with hushed anticipation. The conductor was one of the finest in the Starlight Shack, exclusive to Nightwings, of course, and only accessible through a secret door in the Scorpion Den, and rumor had it he came from possibility. The first downstroke was quiet, so was the second, but on the third, trumpets blared, flutes hummed, the pounce, it was called. Drunk dragons clapped eagerly, anticipating the next symphony, but a roar shook the entire bar. Wind flew in, and the door blew off the hinges. It was a hurricane. Ebony clawed his way upwind to see what was causing this raging storm. Anyone could have known at first glance. The peak of Jade Mountain was blasting a dark blue ray into the sky above. Reality itself seemed to bend near it and what looked like a stone dragon tumbled down into the soft dirt below. All in a low hiss, Ebony took off toward his mother's oasis. No one else mattered now, only reaching the comfort of three pine trees, a small lake, and a hammock. He flew with all his might toward the night sky to get a good view on the situation, only to find that the ray coming out of Jade Mountain repelled him toward the ocean. In shock, he started to plunge toward the sea. The sting of seawater flooded through the cracks of his scales and burned him. There, a cave. Hopefully it had done his math right, and it led to a small opening, connecting to the southernmost beach of the Sand Kingdom before crossing over into the Talon Peninsula. The Nightwing Princess sometimes visited there in secret, and on occasion Ebony followed her. There were a couple ruins of what seemed to be a large plaza, but other than that, he didn't know why it would be so important to a princess. All of a sudden, lightning struck the ocean. Ebony faltered from moving any further in a daze and opened his mouth. Seawater came gushing in. There would be no surviving. The only survivor would be perishing. Two. Laurel was not like most rain wings. She didn't love tree gliding or venom practice. The only thing that interested her was animus magic. Her animus magic, to be specific. Oh, please, don't say we have another chameleon. Queen Magnificent always told her. When I was a dragonette, we never had such problems. Even now, the biggest problem I have is pleasing those other flea-tailed excuses for queens, she retorted. The other day, Grander was telling me about. Laurel whacked her mother's mouth shut. In the distance, a storm seemed to be gathering. It wasn't like most, however. It seemed to be originating at Jade Mountain. 
the sea shall turn red, the trees shall quiver. Those were the words spoken by Tamarin when he returned from his excursion to the other kingdoms. Blood will spill blood in the wars of sorrow. Those were the words spoken by Queen Aloha, passed down for many millennia as a wise tale. After she ordered the last animus to reincarnate her as a young dragonate named Arantia, and then Kinkajou, no one knew what those words meant. I have to help those innocent dragons, Laura whispered before taking off toward the kingdom of sand. Don't forget your scale, Rash Cream, Magnificent called after her. A giant f- fleet of flying ships loomed overhead ominously, like a fruit bat before being knocked down. A group of strange dragons huddled in fears, hovering in the sky. But before doing anything, two nightwing-looking dragons came up and tied her up. All Frost remembered was falling, plummeting towards certain doom, until Ledge swooped in and saved her. Ember burned through his rope, Ledge had recalled, and he came down to rescue me. We saw the beast being let out, so I went and saved you. The Darkwing army is either shattered or still at large because they abandoned ship pretty quickly after we arrived on Pyria. Shadow refused and went eastward. Together, they brought themselves up into a cave. It was no palace, but it would do. I believe we are no bad for the sky, for the Darkwing Armada as it is. We are outnumbered and outgunned, Ember retorted. Then we collect an alliance of possible destined saviors. When the time comes, the Darkwings won't know what hit them, Frost decided with a grim hope on her face. Well, I just hope it works. Frost inhaled a deep breath. Let's go save the world.